Welcome back to the So Wizards podcast. I'm Kevin Broom along with co-host Ron Oaks Cunningham. And how's it going, Ron? Off season. Uh, yeah, off season, man. Just chilling. Been enjoying, um, you know, summer. Summer's here. So been like uh, summer used to be a time where, you know, you can look forward to the pool, look forward to like, you know, lackadaisical um, activities. And then this past, the past two days, I've jumped off the pool and realized I can no longer do like front flips or back flips. It's just like straight up, like, you know, off the vert dive into the pool. Uh, yeah. So this summer has been, uh, coming with, you know, coming to recognition that I'm getting old, man. Like I'm getting old. I can't do flips anymore. Anyway, it it happens. It happens. I mean, father time is undefeated. Yep. Uh, you get older and like doing things like yard work will just like cripple you for a couple of days. I'm not doing yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a city slicker man. Condos only, no yeah. yards. So let's talk wizards. Um, you know, you and I we've been kicking around a little bit the um, the question of really what we're talking about is the like the the age old question for the Washington Wizards and that's player development um, and how that happens. What, what the, whether West Unsell Jr. and the staff there can do the job that's necessary with the young players they have. Okay. Yeah. So obviously, um, so I took a break from all wizards related stuff until the NBA lottery selection. And we sent Wes up there. Um, you know, we should have hired the Orlando coach would we got the number one pick if you know, that's how the logic goes. Um, but we got the 10th pick. So, um, then I started like diving into like some of the prospects and I saw like notable, like wizards, like, like people of the wizards family, like Domo, uh, yourself, Matt, I forget the other guys, um, some of the other guys names, but uh, it's a lot of them out there who, who've been dissecting the players, um, mm-hmm. who, who potentially will fit in the system. And it's a lot of good options to choose from, right? Like as the game grows, as skill becomes more of a paramount, um, you know, commodity as opposed to, you know, just like length and raw athleticism. There are a lot of players who can do a lot of different things in this draft. And it's like, okay, so we, we're going to get someone decent, right? Like this draft may not be superstar um, heavy. Like you may not find as many, you know, like top 15 picks who may go on and be like Kawhi Leonard's, Paul George's of the world, but we're going to get like a decent, highly skilled player at number 10. But then, I started thinking about, okay, whoever we pick, how do they fit into the current, like, look, like, you know, Matt makeup of the wizards. We have Brad returning. That's for sure. He's, he's definitely getting that super max, that crispy super max. We have KP. He's on a max contract. Right. So started looking at it like, okay, if you get a score, it really won't work because most of the, the baskets or the design players are going to our two super max players. Right. And then you have like Rui, you have Denny, perhaps one of them will get traded. Um, you have Kuz, you know, he started blossoming to that, you know, number two, that treachery like option probably will slot back into the number three role now that Brad's coming back uh, if he comes back healthy and if he resigns, but let's take that as a given. And then it, it became like, okay, whoever we get, we're going to need them to f- fulfill a role they're probably only going to get about like 15 to 20 minutes per game. And I started thinking about 
how will they get developed? You know, when's the last time the Washington Wizards have developed a, a, a young player into something more? You know what I mean? Like, we, we botched it with Kelly Oubre. Some would say we even botched it with John Wall. Like, I think you and I are both in agreement that the Wizards should have put better, better development um, coaches around mm-hmm. John Wall. Yeah. Leadership and skill wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we, we I can't really say we botched it with Jan Vesely. You know what I mean? Like he, oh, he, botched you know, it he definitely botched it with Vesely. Um, OK, you know, Vesely was uh, basically he was a rim running center. Right. That's what he was. He was Daniel Gafford, essentially. Yeah. And they wanted him to play like Dirk. And yeah, OK, he's not Dirk. So snowing in like that but yeah, yeah so so we botched it okay so so it's a, a battery of like botching um players right so then i'm starting to think who comes in me personally i like the uh the dyson daniels kid like mm-hmm. i i like his length um i'm hearing like some th- summer reports haven't watched too much g league uh basketball i think i i said on like one of the earlier podcasts uh, i like the stars like once you make it to the league i'll pay attention to your rookie like but get there first Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't watched like too much of his outside of like his cameo appearance at the uh, Rising Stars game. But mm-hmm. if you're if you're already playing a Rising Stars game as a G League Unite player coming from Australia, um, it portends well, right? Like there's mm-hmm. something about you. I also like the uh, the Polish British hybrid kid, like from Baylor, the Jeremy Sochan. Is that how you pronounce his his name? I like yeah. him. Um, and then it's like okay you know, his development will be uh, in terms of offensive, offensive skills. Right. But if you look at like Denny Adia the past year, like he's, he's gotten better, but who's really developing like our, like our young players to become better offensive players. I don't see anyone on the coaching staff currently who can do that. And then that's when I hit you up. Whoever we draft will likely face a major, major hurdle lack of developmental coaches here in Washington, D.C. And so just wanted to like banter about that for a few. Yeah, so it's it's interesting. You know, obviously I would argue like the development of Beal has been pretty good, right? I, don't, I mean, I don't know how much more could reasonably be expected of him at, you know, a 6'3 shooting guard without like overwhelming athleticism. And he's basically been, you know, among the league's better scorers the past few years. Um, I, like I said, I don't know how much more you could expect. With Wall, I think that there probably was more more high-end production that they could have tapped from him if they'd managed mm-hmm. him better, um, and, you know, coming up if they'd uh, developed him better. Um, Otto Porter was, um, a, you know, he was – Fans were not very happy. It was fans were mixed on him, but I would call him a developmental success story as well. But those guys are all top three picks, right? And so you're supposed to not not miss on them, right? You're supposed yeah. to get good players there. Yeah. And where teams really come through, like Memphis, for example, I keep talking about Memphis, but they the where they come through is getting the, some of those guys late in later in the draft. You know, Brandon Clark being what the twenty something pick. Uh, Desmond Bain being the 30th pick in the draft, you know, yes, they also had uh, Jaron Jackson, you know, top five pick and they had uh, John Morant top five pick, but a key to their, their development as a team is that they've hit on later picks. Now, the question is, is that development or is it just that they pick better players? You know, Brandon Clark in my um, stat 
you know, stat-based analysis, he, he graded like a top 10 pick. Um, Desmond Bain did not rate that well, but um, he, he rated, you know, decently. And so mm-hmm. it's like, you know, one of my theories on player development is that the, the most important part of it is player selection. You know, it's the, the Wizards, take the Wizards, for example, you know, in those same drafts where uh, Memphis got these guys, you know, the Wizards came away with Rui Hachimura, who I know you like him. He, he's okay. You know, he, he got he's, next. He's, he's got, he's got some game, right. But he also has a lot of deficiencies and there were better players who went after him. Right. And you take Danny Avdia, who's supposed to be this point forward, all this kind of stuff. They, they talked about that a lot. And, you know, what is he? He's a uh, kind of, he's, he's, he's a defender and, he can he can pass a little, but he's got doesn't shoot well, and he doesn't have a good left hand, and you know it's tough to put him into this into the role that was envisioned for him because he doesn't have the skills. Yeah, maybe he gets them this this summer. Now Kispert will be interesting. Um, you know he's the other like young guy, but he's he's done. He he got better during the season, um, not a ton, but I mean he did improve. He as the season wore on. Um, it, like it wasn't a huge leap and you know probably the best like player development success story was um gafford you know when they traded for him gafford was pretty mediocre um, and they gave him more minutes and a bigger role than he'd been getting in chicago and he 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 played a lot better um you know scott brooks did some things to simplify uh, the game for him and it, mm. it worked out worked out pretty well but so you, you might argue that that really wasn't player development from the Wizards, but player development that Chicago did that paid off for the Wizards. No, that was Russell Westbrook. Oh, okay. Yeah, Russell Westbrook developed that guy. Rui Hachimura, too. Yeah, well, it's funny because Rui actually played – his worst season so far was the season that he played with Westbrook. Yeah, okay. You say so. Yeah, I do. I I feel like last year was his worst season. We we kept – there's a clip. Um, perhaps I'll find it and I'll send it to you um, where it's like uh, Paul Pierce saying about Joel and B. we keep and he had to pause it right like for some of the immature people like you know you got pause like suspect things where he was like we just getting a taste of them I want the whole load like I want the whole load and I pause um, that was that was uh, that was really last year under West Onsell Junior. It's like we again giving us like when when did he average like 20, 22 minutes or so, 22 and a half minutes like this past season. It's like yeah. give us a whole load, give us a whole load. So I, but anyway, as an aside, but yeah, yeah. So I, it's um, you know, I I didn't think that Hachimura necessarily should have gotten more minutes last season. I thought he got enough to um, you know, to play and develop what he was doing. Um, and then there were, because they're also trying to develop uh, Avdia at the same time. And Kuzma was, uh, you know, a guy, a veteran that they wanted to play, you know, young veteran. They're hoping that he's going to be a, you know, a part of their core, their big three. I'm sure they're going to market him as part of that. I think that's kind of silly, which I wrote about last week, but, you know, that doesn't, yeah. something being silly has never stopped the Wizards. Yeah, no, it's like a uh, quick, like to, I, I don't like like in the NBA you have to like in life you do not you you don't have to like take stock of what you have by comparing it to what others you know possess. But in the NBA, you know, our goal is to beat someone else. You're not it's not you versus you. It's like 
But yeah, final big three is uh, Coos, KP, and Bill, and the likes of like Boston with Jalen, Marcus, mm-hmm. Tatum. Mm-hmm. Um, can't really say like Miami. Like you know, it didn't it didn't really pan out because like Boy Wonder, like Tyler Hero. I'm not. I'm a huge fan of Hero's game. Um, he was hurt. He was like knocked up. But they they have like a a sort of big three. Like, you know, a, a pool man's big three, if you will. Well, um, they, they do. But the thing, one of the big things they have is Jimmy Butler, who is much more productive as a player than either Beal or, or Porzingis, and certainly yeah. way more than, well, um, I mean, Jimmy's not, been one of the top producing players in the league for Productive? I don't know if he's more productive than him, but he has, he has that I'm dog talking, in him. Yeah, but I'm talking about doing things that help a team win. Yeah, Jimmy. that dog. That's that's the that's the dog in him. He has, you know, yeah. he has that more so. But I mean, that's that's a byproduct of like his story, right? Like your parents, your your biological parents don't want you. Um, you you tossed around like the whole world is telling you no. Yeah, you believe in yourself to tell yourself yeah. Like I mean, like from all from what I've been told about Bill and stuff, like these guys like came up well to do, you know, mm-hmm. and they still made it. Like I'm not knocking their their path to get to the nba it's extremely difficult only was like 400 and something odd jobs uh yeah. like you know and you ask any youngster today it's so many basketball trainers today telling these kids they're gonna go to the nba yeah. so not to knock that but that's the thing but it's i'm curious because like you, you say something about the like the development like last year we were trying to to develop clues into the role of uh the wizards big three uh, we were trying to like simultaneously develop like uh, Denny and Rui. And it's like, okay, we have a lot of undeveloped pieces, right? Yes. And we're about to add another undeveloped piece to it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's really like, I feel like that's, that's the part of the story that I haven't yet like heard from like the, the folks who do a great job of like covering the wizards and talking about the wizards. It's like, yeah, we can pick, we can pick one of these like, you know, bright neophytes, right? How will they fit into our development scheme when there are so many people ahead on a pecking order? Like say, for example, well, you, you, go ahead. Say, you say, say you take Dyson like at, at 10, right? Are we not trying to develop like Rui? I mean, not Rui, uh, Denny Avdi into that role, like the playmaking bigger size. I know Denny's like listed as a four, but you and I both believe he can play shooting guard. Like he should be, like play him as a guard. guard. No, because he can't score. Can shoot. Yeah, he can't score, but but play him as a guard, like play him as as a guard in a lineup, and people let him handle the ball. Well, then how will Dyson handle the ball? Well, you know so, what I mean. One, I think you 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 have to be willing if you're Tommy Shepard to make trades. You've got to be willing to part with one or two, and basically everybody really is what he should be willing to part with. So that would be one. But the other thing is, is that if there should not be a pecking order. Um, there should be competition for minutes. And so if, they pick, if they're fortunate enough to pick Dyson Daniels, who I like, I mean, he, he shot poorly, but he does everything else, right? He's athletic, he's big. So if he comes in and he outplays Avdia, then he should take Avdia's minutes. Not, and not, Avdia should not just get those minutes because, you know, he... He, he's the incumbent that's kind of yeah you know it should be it's a competitive league and that competition has to start on the roster you know you have to well, compete for your spot 
Yeah, true. But I mean, we also know, like, I mean, I, I would like to think that that goes in in Washington, but I, I like Neto. Like, I, I, I mess with everything he stands for, how he worked himself to get where he was. But Sato was playing better than him in spot minutes, and yet we still roll with Neto, um, you know, to the very end, to the last mm-hmm. end, until it was like, okay, sorry, Raul, you're going to sit down for the next 10 games and not even help our draft stop, not even <laughs> help, like, where we fall. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, like, that's one thing. And then, two, uh, I mean, like, again, I don't want to compare and contrast, like, our, our wing players, like, I eat, like, Rui and Denny together, but there were times where it was, like, Denny was clearly playing better than Rui, yet they both, you know, split in 22 minutes. Or, mm-hmm. or other games were, like, Rui has it going, and yet, you know, he's taking off to, to bring Denny in. So without, like, having Wes, Wes on this call with us to, to pick his brain, we're left to, like, speculate. Like, what is his thought process when it comes to that? And that, that I guess that that's a point of concern for me because, again, whoever we get at top 10 in this draft will have, like, like probably be more skilled than our last three draft picks because they had to be. Like, you had, like, you know, evolution. Like, Darwin talked about this, like, hundreds of years ago. Like, you know, it's just, it's natural. Like, well, I don't know Five if that years. happens in two, three years, but yeah. No, it does, man. The game has changed, man. When, like, uh, Corey and I was coming up, like, when they were developing their skills, they probably wasn't practicing the step back three. These young kids outside of Jeremy and maybe Dyson because they're allergic to, uh, you know, projecting the ball into the basket from long, long distance. Um, They were projecting air. They were uh, perfecting air skills. So, yeah, so it's just, like, um, with evolution and a lack of, so far, track record of, like, fully developing players, it's like, I'm, I'm afraid for whoever we pick. I'm afraid, unless it's the, 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 the kid, the Jeremy kid, because um, I think he fits Wes's style of defense the best. Like, so, yeah, I'm not in the sense that my, my feeling is, is if the kid can play, he, he'll force his way into the lineup. And um, if he can't, well, you know, then um, – then, then, you know, he shouldn't be in the league. He's a bad pick, right? He should be able to beat out some of the guys that they have for minutes. And, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's um, hopefully whoever they get is somebody who can come in and like contribute something in the first year and then improve, you know, that's, that's gotta be the hope. But uh, I, I just think that what they need is competition for minutes and, you know, I think with what you're talking about when, you know, Unseld sticking to rotations and stuff, I think he goes into game, went into games last season with basically the rotation laid out. They knew what they were going to do. And mm-hmm. a lot of coaches do that where they have a program rotation um, and they, you know, they work it out ahead of time and they stick to that. And part of the reason for that is it's like hard to say when a guy is going to have it and when a guy won't. And it's also hard to say, like, you know, somebody makes three, four shots in a row. Is he hot or is it just kind of, well, he hit three, four shots in a row. And now, um, you know, he'll miss the next three or four because that's just the way, way things go. Sometimes a guy is like on a real heater and uh, it's great when you can, um, if you're, you know, your coach can, can recognize that or in some way identify that and, um, you know, stick with the guy. But other times, 
like I said, he's just going to miss, especially start missing, especially when the defense starts paying attention. Because a lot of times, you know, you get a role player and a guy doesn't play a lot who's not on the on the um, scouting report. report. Yeah, yeah, and they'll hit three, four shots in a row, and it's like, oh no, no, we gotta we gotta guard guard this guy, and then that's it, they're done. Well, he start cooking, so he's more than a role player. I mean, it's, it's the give and take, right? But well, no, it I'm can just, be. It can be, I'm but I'm saying you. a lot of times the shutdown happens. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, though. I mean, like, again, like, I'm just reading the tea leaves from, from what the people way, way more advanced uh, than I am at, at this stuff, at evaluating prospects are saying. Like, outside of, like, maybe five players, the rest are projecting to be role players. Like, the only, like, I, that I've seen thus far, the only, like, lower-ranked player who may become something is the the guy whose name is similar to the current MVP of the league, like, Nikola Jovic or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's probably who we're gonna pick, huh? Well, we, we gonna... Um, I wouldn't necessarily be that thrilled with that pick, but maybe it would work out. Uh, um, I don't know. So <clears throat> the thing is, is with the draft, every year they do this thing. You know, people will do this thing. Like guys like me, we do these projections, we forecast, and think, well, okay, what will this guy become? You know, that kind of thing. And there are always players who are poor you know they they are mocked low they're they're expected to be not very good and they turn out to be terrific pros um you know yeah. gilbert arenas was a second round pick carlos Boozer was a second round pick um Kawhi leonard went 15th right um Jokic went what 40th or something like yeah, that second round. you know yeah. another second round pick manu ginobili went in the 50s so it's like um and now some of those are like you know with the foreign guys yeah, there's some prejudice probably working in there, like Pau Gasol going fourth when he was clearly the best player in that draft, um, you know, coming in just if you so there's that. So, I mean, I think that there are some guys in the draft who, if the Wizards draft well, can can get somebody. I mean, Paul Pierce went, uh, I think, what, 10th or 9th or 10th? Tenth. He went 10th. Like yeah. yeah. And so it's like there are good players who come from every draft slot. And so there are, and there are plenty of examples of players who, you know, outperform their draft slot. So, you know, we're, 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 the whole thing with the draft is you're, you're trying to predict what a 19, 20 year old is going to do five years into the future. And it's, you know, yeah, it's stupid. It's it's stupid. 19, 20 year olds are really um, unpredictable. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an unexact science, right? Like it's, it's a stupid thing. Um, and, and me personally, I, I think like the draft actually like as like mental toll on these people, like for the top, the top so 10 picks, you, you have to live up to a certain expectation. And then for the lower picks, you kind of a pigeonhole into like, well, you the 17th pick, we envision you becoming, I don't know, three and D or slash or roll, like role man, yeah. you know, run a floor center type stuff. So you're not allowed to like, work on the things you want to like can you imagine like daniel gafford going to like west on south like hey i've been in the gym i added to my bag the cross tween pull-up jumper you know man it's gonna be like dude you well gafford was a second round pick i believe like dude you a second round pick if you don't get your ass in the paint you know what i mean like it, it kind of like so you kind of yeah i mean if he if he starts pulling them up in practice and hitting them the coach is going to start letting him do it in in games so no i doubt it man practice yeah. like no nba players nba players don't miss in practice man like boy they be lights out in practice i, I bet gafford's probably 
if I if I had to to put some money on it, I will take he's over forty percent in practice, like on his jump shots, like from three and like mid range. Oh, you're talking I, about I, like undefeated, you know, just shooting around, like just or practice, doing shooting yeah. drills, yeah, not like yeah. scrimmaging, yeah, yeah, no, nah, scrimmaging, no, nah, because scrimmaging, you you know, you have to that the whole you scrimmage the scrimmage practice the way you play, like oh so, no, yeah, yeah. You know. no. But um, I, it's I no, I agree with you on that. It's like one of the things that you, if you think that, you know, they don't play defense in the NBA, watch these guys shooting in an empty gym, right? I mean, Steph Curry makes, has made more than a hundred threes in a row, right? Yeah. That, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know it's how crazy. many times, like even when I was like in shape and playing and shooting all the time, I don't know how many attempts it would have taken me to get to a hundred makes but it certainly yeah. wouldn't have been a hundred. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. More like, like maybe like 220 for me, 250 for me. Like it takes some time, but yeah, like, cause nah, it doesn't translate. I tell people all the time, like in practice, I'm like 45% from the NBA three, but no one there, five from each side, boy, you get hot, you know, no heater in that yeah. game, man, I could miss like seven straight and be like, damn, I was just hitting these. But you know, anyway, a, a development coach that I <clears throat> talked to one time, he said the rule of thumb is 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 half. So if you've got a player who shoots 40 percent, um, you know, in the NBA, in an NBA game, you know, over a season, then he's about an 80 percent three point shooter over the, uh, you know, in 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 an empty gym, you know, in their shooting yeah. drills. Yeah, no, I believe that. All right. So million dollar question. Who, who do you want the Wizards to pick? Yeah. <laughs> So that's an interesting question because don't course, say the Colorado comes... State dude. <laughs> no, um, I actually wouldn't mind uh, David Roddy. He's a big, he's six six and 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 bulky, and uh, maybe this year's uh, Desmond Bain. You know, he's he's got good agility, strong guy, plays wing, shooting guard, small forward. You know, it could probably play some small ball. Uh, you know, a small four type of thing because the four is really a just sort of a taller wing now. So he could play there too. Um, I wouldn't be too upset if they picked him. They're not going to pick him because he looks too weird, right? Um, <laughs> but um, I don't know. It's, it sort of depends on who's going to be there, of course. But uh, the guys I really like in this draft, um, you know, through my draft analysis is, uh, you know, Keegan Murray from Iowa. He's probably going to go, you know, top three. Um, Chet Holmgren looks really good. He's probably going to go top two. Um, the guy who may slip down as far as 10 could be Tari Eason. Uh, he's okay. came off the bench in LSU and, uh, but he's, he looks pretty good. And then, um, Dyson Daniels, it would be great if he slipped. Um, yeah. you know, that's a guy I think, especially, you know, the wizards, they seem to think that shooting is in prospects is less important than, um, other things. They yeah. think that they can teach shooting. So if that's true, I would definitely pick him if he was sitting there at 10. I don't think he's going to be there at 10, though. No, yeah, that's the thing. I, I, I think he's going, like, top seven. Like, yeah. I want Dyson. Like, I, I think, like, yo, with Dyson, letting him develop, um, maybe you start a rebuild, maybe you don't. But let, picking him, giving him the keys, letting him develop on the fly, I think in a few years it will be special. It's more along the lines of how the NBA is going like mm -hmm. get you a tall, like lanky point guard. And then it's yeah. different. A point because guard, he's off shooting guard. Hi, this is Kevin. And I wanted to share with you briefly about a 
product I've recently been introduced to called Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is a supplement. It's a powder form and you basically add a scoop to a cup of water in the morning and when you do, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right. The ingredients support gut health, support your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all of those things. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, keto paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, you can do all of it with Athletic Greens. It contains less than one gram of sugar per serving, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything, and it still tastes good. It supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. I can use some of that right now. It'll also, it's not expensive. It costs you less than $3 a day, and I know that a lot of folks are spending more than that on coffee or energy drinks, and this will be better for you than that. Um, Athletic Greens, in addition to when you make a purchase, for every purchase, Athletic Greens donates to organizations to help get nutritious food to kids in need. It includes the No Kid, Re- no Kid Hungry, which is, operates here in the United States. In 2020, uh, Athletic Greens donated more than 1.2 million meals to kids in 2020. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million pills, supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens/emerging. That's athleticgreens/emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Sorry, a little technical difficulty. We got cut off, but um, we were talking about Dyson Daniels, and I believe that Ron was making a point. Yeah, like, no, I, that would be my pick. Like, you know, that get you a tall, lanky guard who can pass, who can mm-hmm. defend, who can attack, like, you know, the point of offense and defense. That's, that's the type of guy I would want. Um, I also think he fits, like, Wes's uh, – defensive scheme whatever that may be like because you know his scheme is to let you shoot threes right just pack the don't give you layups let you shoot threes in mid-range with uh Dyson's length he'll be able to you know at least get back and challenge things with the law of verticality yeah. um I like him I can also see the Wizards going uh again the the Baylor kid however um if they do that I think that will be a soul wizards pick because then we will have what four power forward to um, well, three, two who are similar. I, I would say him and Denny are the least offensive um, minded players. And then the other two like Ru- Rui and uh, Kuz are all offensive minded. So maybe, you know, we'll look at it like, Hey, combine their four skills. You get them to do the dragon ball Z fusion dance. We'll come up with a great four, you know? Yeah. Or just so play, I, Play one, play just randomly play one in each quarter in there. It's problem. Oh, that solved. may work. That may yeah. work. 12 minutes. That, that may work. Yeah, you get Innovation. 12 minutes. Yeah, that's how you do it, man. That may work. Oh, man, you should pitch that to, to Wes, man. Yeah, that may that. do it. Because um, Scott yeah, Brooks. What, 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 so another player that we should talk about a little bit is uh, Bennett Matherin. 
uh, you I'm know. not a fan. No, he, he grades out. He he grades out. He in in Yoda, my you know ye old draft analyzer. He he comes in exactly tenth. So okay, no, I mean like he could play. Like he he did his thing in college. Like I, I watched the um, like I watched some of like his stuff in the tournament. Some of his highlights. It's just. I don't know. Like, maybe you can prove me wrong. I won't say that's a little too strong. I'm not a fan. I'm not – I'm a fan of his. Like, I think he's highly skilled. He has that dog in him. Um, he comes from from humble beginnings. He's going to prove himself. I just don't think with the current makeup of our team, that's the guy we pick. Like, because you can – I can very well envision him, like, looking – waving Brad off to, like, hey, no, nah, I got this. Like, I'm the best player on the court. And rightfully so. Like, I'm all about folks who are confident. I'm just not, like – I'm just not – I'm not a fan of his being on this team as it's currently constructed. Now, if we were rebuilding and wanted to give the tools to him, that's a different conversation. So I would say the Wizards could use a guy who would be willing to wave Beal off, um, you know, <laughs> if, he, if the guy is good. You know, that's the thing. He's got to be good. So how, yeah. how does it shoot in, like, how does it shoot in rate? Like, was he, was he already at, like, an NBA-level shooter, or is that something? Yeah, I mean, he shot 37% from three on uh, pretty good volume. And, College uh, 76% three? From, yeah, 76% from the free throw line. So he's a decent shooter. Not a great finisher from two-point range. Um, yeah, it's like, it's like, what does he do outside of scoring? Not a whole lot. I mean, he's, he's yeah, rebounding is okay. His playmaking, he's got a little bit, but he and he his defense is, you know, he, he doesn't have a lot of the like the markers you would want. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like high steals and blocks. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like again, like no, he he's nice. Like he he could hoop. Like he's a dog. I I rate him. It's just like I'm not a fan of bringing him on his team. We already saw like like Bill can't coexist with a player like him, at least in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like we we saw him like then when he's doesn't even have the the amount of dog that this kid has right like Dinwiddie like and that's no knock on Dinwiddie and it's like you know that partnership didn't work now we're gonna get him to what learn from Brad Mm, doubt it play alongside Brad Mm, even more doubt it (laughs) maybe trade Brad and draft him I'm with that like I'll be okay with that that's not gonna happen Brad's gonna Brad's gonna sign the uh the Supermax this summer and then ask out in two years I hope he never trade him you sign that supermax, you stay. Well, yeah. So I, you know, my theory is that he never asks out. Is that because I think that his? I've said yeah, this will. before, but I think his um, what do you call it? His his long term financial and professional interests are in what staying the in DC. Yeah, staying. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. He gonna he gonna make the most money. Like it's gonna be one of those scenarios where I think uh, it used to be Kevin Garnett. It's still maybe Kevin Garnett, who's the highest paid who's made the most money in the NBA. Mm-hmm. It may, it, it might be the ticket, big ticket, right? How fitting of a name, most yeah. money, big ticket, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Brad, Brad could challenge for that because what, we're going to give him the super max. And then what, two years, we're going to put more tack on more money to it. But here's nah. one. I think, Hey, they I did think it the super max is going to be his last deal period. They did it. Nah, they did it with Dame. They did it with uh Steph. Like he's going to, he's going to tack on some years to that super max, man. And, here's my my thing on why I I have a hunch that he'll ask out right like after a while the NBA turns on you mm-hmm. like it doesn't like they turn the most humble superstar I've ever seen in my life is Pooh like Derrick Rose right they turned on him mm-hmm. so Lance towards ACL twice and they turned on him right so good guy you know it's the, it's the hero villain story remember like Price Bryant yeah. was beloved as a kid I mean players hated him because he was better they knew he's coming LA turned on him 
LA wanted LA took Shaq's side. Like a lot of LA was on Shaq's side. They turned on him. And I think uh, when Ben was on here, we talked about how uh, I had hoped that Brad had reached his, uh, you know, live to be a villain or die superhero, like uh, point, right? So I was hoping he had asked to live out, move out. But I'd be seeing, I follow, like, I'll like go on Twitter time from time and look at some of the accounts. Boy, there's some folks out there who hate Brad. Yeah. Boy, some, some of these memes, the funniest thing I've seen, and the dude who did this, that dude is hilarious. It goes, how can Brad lead us? He can't even lead his home. It was like, dude, what the hell? Like, dude, what the? It, it was funny, man. That's, then they, they, that's uncalled they for. Put, uh, it was funny. Yeah, I know uh, laughter does not equal endorsement. And there's yeah, liberal yeah, time. No, they, you got to put that qualifier. Another one, this probably was his greatest hit. There was a picture of a guy, like, you know, females. Um, it's only harassment if you're ugly. Like, if, if she doesn't think you're attractive or like you, than anything like you know going after any like beautiful girl can be considered that right and so the dude put like a, a guy who's like i guess like women will find attractive and then they put like a, a a guy who i guess like the whole world will find unattractive next to each other and it was like um bradley bill on a supermax for under the uh yeah. the attractive fella and uh john wall supermax under the ugly fella and that that's a poignant point right like what's the difference what's the difference right and so that's the thing. So, I mean, I'm, I don't know how many folks, like, I think he goes by, like, ISO Wiz, if, if, I, if I could recall correctly. I don't know how many folks are, are in an ISO Wiz um, level mm -hmm. of wanting Brad off the team. But I know, me, myself, who never counts another man's pockets, right, will start to look at a guy differently if the team he's taking up, what's the Supermax, 35% of the cap, 37%, yeah, something 35, like that? 35. 35% of the cap. Guy who's getting 35% of the cap and can't win you more than 35 games. 45 well, Here's what I'll say is that that is not Bill's fault. Bill is the player that he is and not the player Thanks. that the Wizards imagine him to be. And so, yes, I understand that uh, people are going to get mad at Bill because he's the one who's standing out there. But really, people ought to congratulate him on being able to collect that much money uh, from the Washington Wizards. And, uh, you know, uh, man, you, you, for the fan stands for fanatic, but we, we should change it to like CTE because like everyone around the world has, um, you know, it's moderate, it's a spectrum. You, I feel like I have maybe like two milligrams of CTE in me, yeah. but like some folks like have like, you know, they, they overdosing on the CTE. And mm -hmm. it, no matter how you slice it, or no matter how your prescriptions feel, like eventually you're going to become irrational, right? And so for me, like I'm, I try to look at it objectively. Like this team, they've never built around Brad. Like it's like, oh, people, this year four building around Brad. Uh, no, John Wall was hurt, man. We couldn't do anything because he was taking up 35% of the cap. Mm -hmm. So Wall was hurt. It's kind of hard to build on 35% of the cap. And I think Brad was what, 27 or something, whatever his max, yeah. something like that. So two players over 50%. It's kind of hard to get great players uh, when you're not paying them that well and someone else will. And so now, Last year they tried, but did they really try? Like we knew, we called them put pieces uh mid from day one. Yeah, and we knew we knew that wasn't um going to work. And then it could have worked if they all built in. But as you know, I blame the hipsters who shouted MVP for a perennial six man for leading to the team's dysfunction. But so that that cannot count as building around Brad. And then what we gave him KP, John Wall needed a KP. Right. Well, like Wall. Yeah, we don't. Know he, what I mean, here's the thing with the Wizards in in, in building is that they really 
I'm just trying to think there hasn't really been a time where they built a team at all, you know, in the sense of like assembling a roster that seemed to really fit together. The closest they came sort of was the, uh, you know, the Wall Beal Porter, Gortat, you know, Markeith Morris group. But, you know, Markeith Morris wasn't all that good. And, um, you know, Wall and Beal, and, you know, both topped out a little lower than I think people might have expected. You know, it's, and then since, since Wall's been hurt, so, okay, first of all, every team that wants to compete for like a championship, they're dealing with the same issues where they have guys at a max or, you know, two, you, typically two guys at a, at a, you know, max salary level, sometimes three. And then you have to still figure out how to assemble a team around them, right? Mm -hmm. And the, the effectiveness of management is really comes into, into bear there. Now the wizards had the added wrinkle of wall being injured for so many years and, you know, they, they kind of were hamstrung, but <laughs> that said, the moves that they're making are really much more like kind of grab bag, taking whatever yeah. is available. And it's not like they're, they're really competing for players. They, cause for one thing, they feel like they can't. And, um, you know, they're not really haven't been that creative in terms of player acquisitions yet. Uh, yeah. So and it's a shame, man. We could have we could have reset this whole thing, dude. There there is one player who fits DC and everything the hometown stands for. Um and one and in one burst, and that's Jalen Brown. We should have sent Brad to play with his bestie up in Boston. We could have taken Jalen back and restarted this whole thing, but nope, we held on to him. But no, nah, so, but anyway, I agree with your point that, you know, we take whatever we can get, right? Like, we, we get scraps, if you will. We're like vultures. Like, yeah. I mean, hell, we, Spencer, Den no one wanted to sign him. Yeah. No one wanted to sign Dinwiddie. And they gave we him did. 20 million. We did. We wanted to sign, and that's no knock to Dinwiddie. He, he kind of shut some folks up with, um, he went out on his shield. I'll say that. I don't know well, about it. So the, the, the whole Dinwiddie story, like he played pretty well for Dallas in the regular season. In the playoffs overall, he was not very good. Yeah. Um, you know, hence, hence the, he went out on his shield, though. If you won't lose in a game seven, like, I mean, in a close, whatever, let that thing fly. He did. This time, them shots just went in. If Luka played defense, who knows? He could have had a shot. Yeah. But that's, yeah. I don't, but that, I but, think they didn't have a whole lot of shot against Golden State, but, um, no, no, not at all. Like we, we all knew they don't play defense. Like, well, I mean, they play defense, but no, their, they best play player defense. Don't, their best player, their best player don't play defense and got attacked. He, the only superstar I know who close out game getting attacked ruthlessly, not getting back on defense. And folks were like, well, he should have been the, uh, Magic Johnson, uh, like whatever that bullshit, uh, participation trophy award thing that they've created right like so it, i've never seen it before and i don't understand like i i get the uh the racial the racial like connotations and underpinnings behind it like it's it's so dope like if you're if you're a caucasian um but he's not even caucasian right he's not from the caucus mountains he's he's a balkan like he's a he's a balkan right like so yeah. it's weird right oh, I, I don't get it when they when we have tyler hero who's an american like Tyler Hero don't get as much love as uh, Luka Doncic, and I, I'm I don't know. I think Tyler Hero gets, to be honest, a little more love than he deserves. I, I like his game. I think he's like decent, but no, I'm, you know, hey man, Americans not, he's going to end up getting probably a max salary, and he's no, no. Americans no. root more for uh, for the Balkan when they got they got the boy Wonder from Milwaukee. Like I, I don't understand. Like 
Like when people say like there's no more patriotism in this country, it's like, yo, like Luca's nice. Luca's special. Like Luca, I think he's already like and he's already like knocking at the door of like one of the top 100 basketball players to to ever suit up. Like his game, he's like a, a and he's still young. He he's a grown man amongst boys when he plays out there. Yeah. But that's it. Like it's now and it's like who he was, and I and I get into it with like a couple buddies of mine. Dallas fans at that, right? Like, so they talked a lot of shit about, um, thank you for y'all, trash. We in the Western Conference Finals, y'all home. But I told them, Berton's gonna let you down, and then when he gonna not be found when it matters most, and I was right. Um, <laughs> but nevertheless, like, so they they're they're praising Luca right now and great four. But I used to tell them, and I'm talking about like in 2017, 2018 when he was a rookie, I was like, yo, who he is is who he's going to be. Like, he'll, his numbers will go up because he'll learn, like, the tricks of the trade, right? Like, to get better. But he's not a good shooter. He He's not this. He's not a good shooter. He's never going to play defense. He's a stat pack. He's James Harden, just bigger and less melanin. Like, that's that's who he is. And he's a bigger Russell Westbrook. And, and, and then for the love of me, I'll understand it. But that'll be a topic of another day, like American patriotism and basketball. Oh, they all clap for them in the Olympics, but they don't even support their own white boy wonder. It's weird to me. It's weird to me. But no, but it, but back to the point, and I guess like we can end when we begin. Um, I feel like that the Wizards, whoever we get, whoever's coming to Washington, D.C., they're in for a rude awakening. It's probably going to be their first time in the nation's capital. Um, they're probably going to think the the city is, you know, the greatest thing in the world till they see like the homeless and the former crackheads. Um, it's, it's a lot of them. They they let them come back during the pandemic. They're going to see the rats. The swamp was not drained. Um, it's a lot of rats out there. Like, mm-hmm. it's a lot of rats. Like, the, the mayor should be ashamed of herself. Well, the federal government, whoever, one of them is to blame. And they're going to run into a dysfunctional franchise with no order. So it's just going to be a grab bag mix of players with no cohesion, no, no, what do they call it? Uh, team culture mm-hmm. no entrenched team culture and the kid's gonna have to figure it out for himself but hopefully yeah. he'll read bullets forever or hopefully he'll listen to us and he'll probably like you know take solace in, in that but other than that you're on your own kid yeah that's here's the thing i i almost if they get the right kid he can come in and transform the franchise right uh, maybe uh, or he can come in and he can put up some great numbers and and sign somewhere else in five and go win a ring and uh, transfer, you know, go trans transform that franchise. But yeah, I agree that there's, that, that, that is certainly a possibility. You know, my hope is, um, you know, for wizards fans is that Wes Unsell Jr. You know, grows into the job that uh, they, they put a stronger, better staff around him that, um, you know, Tommy Shepard grows into the job as well and that they are able to, make the, the personnel moves on, you know, roster moves that they need to, to actually put together a, a team that can say win, you know, 48 games, <laughs> get fifth in the playoff, you know, fifth seed or something and, and, you know, make a, have a competitive first round series or something, but. No, it's not going to happen, man. It's with not the 10th pick, do. the Washington Wizards select the 45th ranked player on the board. That's not going to happen once. <laughs> Like I'm curious though. I can't wait. The draft's what? Like June, end of June? Yeah, it's it's yeah. So we're a month away, man. Okay, yeah. buckle in. So all right, we'll uh, leave that there and um, we'll
will be back soon with another episode of the Sea Wizards Podcast.